We are learning Lukotasiches Chelik Tazayin Parshas Pekudei, the first Sikhe, on page four fifty-eight. In this Sikhe, the Rebbe will address the famous question regarding both of the Parshas Vayakal and Pekudei, where the Torah repeats all of the details of the Mishkan, even though everything, everything was said earlier in the Parshas of Truman Tetzave. Nevertheless, the Torah over here reviews all the details, and in fact, as we'll see in the continuation of the Sikha, it's reviewed three times. Not less than three times does the Torah go over all of the details of the Mishkan and the Kalim, which is a tremendous wonder. Why does the Torah, which is so precise in every single word it says, do such a thing? So this will be addressed over here in the Sikha, Alpipshuti Shal Mikra, and then in the end of the Sikha, Bipnimi Yusan Shangeret filmo. We already said many times. As Rashi, Bipirushi, Alatere, Shtelzachopun is Mefarish, Yedid Inyan, and Velachas felt beer, Bipshutishal Mikra. Rashi stops and explains every single point that requires clarification in the Pshat of the Posik. On the Rashi Hotnit Kenazbare, Ivan Inyan, and Shutishal Mikra, when Rashi does not find any explanation, Shreiter, Eni Yedea, Akayetzebeze. Then Rashi says, I don't know the meaning. So the very fact that Rashi writes sometimes, I don't know, means that he always says something when it needs clarification. Either he writes the pshat, or he says, I don't know. So when you come to a question that seems to be difficult in the understanding of the Pasek, and Rashi does not clarify anything, so then there's one of two options we can say. Either the question that seems to be a question is not really a question. If you pay close attention to the Pshat of the Pasuk, you'll see how it's not a question. Or if you remember something that Rashi said earlier, you'll see how this is not a question. In the Yitzdege Sedris, is Do'an Inyem, versus Nitmuvan al Shal Mikra, on Rashi, Shtelzich Nitavdem Bipirushay. So here in these sedres, which are Vayakal and Pekudei, there's an obvious question, and Rashi doesn't address it. And thus is, the question is as follows. In Parshas Vayakal, the tzel titeire v'meisha rabbeinu hat ibigigavn tzuyidin dem eibishin tzivi of trumasa mishkan, omit ala protin. So here in the Parsha Vayakal, the titeire tells us how Moshe Rabbeinu communicated to Yidin all of the details of the mitzvah of building the mishkan. All the different materials that are needed to build the Mishkan. And then the Torah says, HaMesh Rabbeinu tells Yidin all the different parts of the Mishkan that have to be built. And he goes through them detail by detail. Then the Torah says, Then the Torah says, and then the Torah again tells us, and in detail again, how they went and built the Mishkan, the Yiriyas, Vachulu, and Aleklea Mishkan, and the Parshasenu, and then in Parshas Pekudei, the Big Dekuhuna, how they made the Big Dekuhuna. So right here we can see that the Torah repeats the story of the building of the Mishkan twice. This is besides what was already said earlier in Parshas Truman Tetzave. Here in the Parshas of Ayakal Pekudei, 
In the beginning of Parshas Vayakal, the Torah tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu commands Yidin to bring all the materials, and he tells them exactly what it is that has to be built. And then it tells us how all those donations were received, and they actually went ahead and built it, and the Torah goes through every single detail of what and how it was built. Why wouldn't it be enough for the Torah just to say simply and concisely that the Meshach Rabbeinu related to Yidin the command to build a Mishkan? So all the details were already said earlier when the Torah relates how Hashem commands Meshach Rabbeinu to build the Mishkan in Parshas Trumah, Tetzavah and Tisa. Everything is there already. So all it has to say over here is that Meshach Rabbeinu gave over to the Eden this mitzvah to build the Mishkan and then also Stein that Yidin could fulfill this mitzvah as Moshe, as the Hashem has commanded Moshe. Or maybe you could even say it even in shorter uh, version, without repeating at all that Moshe Rabbeinu gave over the tzivri to the Yidin, but just simply to say, after it says all the details. So it should immediately say, and that the Eden fulfilled exactly the way Hashem commanded. As we find, the Torah uses this expression many times. And this is an expression that's used in these parshiyas here itself. Why is it repeated twice? More. Besides what it already says in Trumet, Tetzav, and Kisisa. So over here, in Vayakal and Pekudei, it repeats twice, and as we'll see later, actually a third time, all of the details in the Mishkan, when Moshe Rabbeinu gives over to Yidin, what has to be done. And then when it says how it was actually done through Betzalel and all the Chachmilei. So this is the obvious question that all the Mepharshim discuss, as the Rebbe is Metzayin here in the Ha'aris, that uh, many Mepharshim discussed this question already. Okay, now out of 12, the Rebbe's Mitzayin to the Ramban, the Ralbag, and the Barbanel that addressed this. Ubefrat, as an Onay Parshus Vayakal Zokt Rashi. Rashi himself comments in the beginning of this week's Parsha here, Vayakal, Kvapirashti, Nidvas, Amishkan, Umalachtoi, Bemokim Tzavosam. I already explained all the details about the donations of the Mishkan and the work in the place where it was originally commanded. As in the parshiyas, is of the So this itself is Rashi is letting you know there's nothing new here. It's just a repetition. So therefore, he has nothing to add to what he already explained earlier. So if so, the question is even stronger. So there's definitely no reason for the Torah to repeat it a second time and a third time. If Rashi himself says that there's no reason for him to explain everything again, so most definitely the Torah itself does not have to explain all these details again. This is an obvious question in the Pshat of the Psukim here. Rashi does not give any explanation for this. Not at the beginning. 
Onit besiyemin yinun zesedre, and not in the end, in the end of Parshas Pekude, the conclusion of the whole subject, there's nowhere where Rashi addresses this question. O befrat, as of Neze and Parshas Sisa, stelt sich Rashi up zu bewaren in die Ibechazerung von bloß gezählte Werte. Rashi earlier in Parshas Kisisa, last week's Parsha, does stop to explain certain words that the Teter repeats again, why the Teter does it. Why does the Torah repeat the same Isser of Basa Bacholov three times? So there Rashi stops on that. The Torah is going through at length, repeating entire Parshas, on Rashi is of Garnet Mefarish. And nevertheless, Rashi does not bother addressing this at all. How could this be? The Rebbe Noah 16 points out that you have a similar thing regarding the Kabbalists of the Nesim, and seemingly Rashi doesn't address it there either. But there, there is a Hezber where the Rebbe explains what the reason is, why the Torah repeats it. So seemingly, we can answer as follows. A part of this question is answered according to what Rashi says later in this week's parasha. That Bitzal built the Mishkan exactly the way Hashem commanded Moshe. So Rashi, so Rashi explains, as Moshe tzivol Bitzalel lasest chilek kelim. Moshe Rabbeinu tells Bitzalel to first build the kelim of the Mishkan va'achakach Mishkan, and then the actual structure of the Mishkan itself, the Yiriyos and the Kroshim. So B'Tzalel responds to Moshe, but The regular conduct in the world is, first you build a home, and then you build the vessels, the furniture that you'll place inside the home. Moshe Rabbeinu answers B'Tzalel, you're right, and In fact, this is how I heard from the Eibishter, that the order should be first the Mishkan, and then the Kalim. And also, this is what B'Tzalel actually did. First he built the Mishkan, and then the Kalim, which is not the order of the way it's commanded in Parshish Turuma. Over there, the, it begins with the Aren, and then the Shulchan, and the Menorah, and only afterwards the Yiris and the Kroshim. So you look in this week's Parsha, you see the order, the way B'Tzalel built things. He began with the Yiris and the Kroshim, and only afterwards the Aren. So according to this, we would be able to answer, as the Rebbe points in order 20, this is the answer of the Abarbanel, as thus is the Tam, when it comes to actually building the Mishkan, the Torah repeats all of the details of the Mishkan and the Kalim. But so when you see here, the way the Torah repeats it, in a different order, we can see, that B'Tzalel reversed the order. From the way it was commanded in the parish of Terumah. And he built first the Mishkan, and then the Kalim. So that's the reason why the Torah repeats the whole parasha to show you the change of order. And that this was B'Tzalel that saw this, and he was right, and this is the way Hashem intended it to be. Aber, this answer is not at all sufficient to answer the question of here regarding the repetition of Parshiyas Fayakal and Pekudei. Noisif of them. In addition to the fact that Lefizeh is noch altsnit mevur for what the Torah of Eisrach and in the Pratim, by Sipur, we measured ibegegeben the Yidden dem tzivoy of nitvas amishkan and of asiyas amishkan vekelov. 
This still does not explain why the Torah has to repeat again all of the details when Moshe Rabbeinu commands Yidin what they should be donating, which materials, and what details have to be built. As the Rebbe pointed out in the beginning of the Sikha, it's repeated twice in this week's parsha when Moshe Rabbeinu commands Yidin of all the details, and then when it's actually being built, the Torah goes through again exactly all the details how it was built. So this answer, explaining that Pitzal switched the order of the Kalim before the, the Kalim being after the Mishkan, only explains why the Torah would repeat it again in, in the actual building. But when it comes to Moshe Rabbeinu commanding Eden which materials have to be brought and which details have to be built, there's no reason for the Torah to repeat that. Even regarding the actual building of the Mishkan, where there is a chiddush here, that the order is different than before, but it still doesn't answer the whole length that the Teda goes through as far as re- relating this. Aleph number one, if it's only just to point out the order that Bitzal switched from the way it was commanded in Truman to Tzaveh, is genug der chelik asippe beteide, was der zelt, as man hat zum ersten gemacht der Mishkan, und danach hat man nicht angegeben, machen die Kehlen. The only thing the Teide should include in this, repeating the story here, is to point out that first they made the Mishkan, and then the Kehlen. Aber der Sippe wegen Asiyas ha-Kehlen, but all the, de- the details about building the Kehlen, und befrat Asiyas big day kohona, and also about all the big day kohona that were, what, what, that were made, which are then in great detail here in Parshas Pekudei, there was no change and there was nothing new of the way Betzal did it. Everything was exactly the same as before. So the only thing that it's necessary for the Torah to point out is the change of order, not more. Beis ve'iker, and the main point also here is, them say that I see a freer, from the Mishkan, on the Nach, the Kalim, for the Torah to point out the change in order, that first the Mishkan is built, and then the Kalim. So even if the Torah is going to go through each one of the Kalim in detail that were built, but is not neitik da'ariches on the prateyat varim in It's still not necessary for the Torah to go through exactly every single detail of each individual one of the Kalim. The measurements of each one by the order in am and a half and two and a half amas and so on, each individual detail. So even if the Taita is going to go through every single one of the Kalim in detail, but why with every single detail, the measurements and everything else? Nochmer. Now the question goes even further because really the Taita repeats the story and all the details of the Mishkan and the Kalim a third time, besides what it already says in Parashas Truma. Noch de Achbalas Apratamanal. After what we've already point out, before, pointed out before, that the Torah repeats it twice. After everything is built, and they bring everything to Meisha. So Gimel, another major question here is, A third time, the Torah repeats all of the Mishkan and the Kalim, everything that they brought to Meisha. And here as well, why does it have to repeat it a third time? If it's coming to say that they brought everything to Meisha, I could just simply say, they brought the Mishkan and all the Kalim to Meisha. Why does it repeat it again? Dalid, Noch, then, after all of this, is the Pasuk, Esht Messiah. The Pasuk concludes finally, Kachal, Ashetziva, Hashem, Es Meisha, Kain, Osebin, Yisrael, Eskola, Veda. The way they were commanded, this is the work, this is the way they did so.
No, so this is the pasik, the only pasik that should be said right at the beginning, and everything else until here is completely extra. So this is the big question over here. It's not only a repetition, but the Torah actually repeats after Parshas Truma again the, all the details of the Mishkan and the Kalim three times. Why is this the case? So the answer, the explanation here, the Pashtus, is very simple. As the Rebbe pointed out, if Rashi doesn't address this, so the answer has to be very obvious and simple. The Mishkan, the Kalim, is from the Inyanim, Achi, Ikrim, Vechavivim, Bayidim. The Mishkan and its Kalim are one of the most important and cherished things that Yidin have. First of all, this is the place where the Shechina dwells amongst the Yidin. And in more in detail, there's another point here. Rashi says in the beginning of the Parsha, what the meaning of the name of the word Mishkan is. Mishkan Ha'edus. What does the word Eidos mean? It's a testimony. This is a testimony for Yidin that the Eibishter forgave them on the Chet As we can see that the Eibishter is now dwelling amongst Yidin once again. We can understand even more how cherished, how beloved the Mishkan is and how central and important it is. Chet Egel is considered to be the greatest and most general sin that happened amongst Klal Yisrael. It brought about the greatest concealment, the Ebishter concealing himself from Klal Yisrael. That at the beginning, initially, there was a Gzere to wipe out all of Klal Yisrael. Even after Hashem forgives Yidin, that any time in the future, when Yidin sin and the Eivishter punishes them, there's also an additional punishment because of the Chet Egel. So we see how powerful this Aveda was and what kind of a Hester Ponim it caused. So from seeing how powerful the Chet is, we can understand on the, on the other side, as the Mishkan, so finally, when the Yidin are given the mitzvah to build the Mishkan and bring the Shechina amongst them, this is the most central and greatest and highest thing that the Torah tells us about that Yidin experienced then. So this tremendous cherish, love that the Ebishter has to the Mishkan, and he didn't also have for this Mishkan that they're being forgiven and the Abishta is here amongst them. Thus is the time was to tell the and Tais Allah Pratya Mishkan Mchazitsi Ibir Aimal Unachamal Khulum et Allah Pratam. Something is so beloved, so you repeat it again and again. You can't stop thinking about it. You can't stop speaking about it. And therefore the Teireh repeats it over here in the parishes of Ayakl Pekudeh no less than three times because of how beloved this is by the Abishta and Yidin. On them tam. This explanation, it's not necessary for Rashi to explain it here again. Even This is something which is self-understood based on what Rashi said before. This idea that there's something repeated in the Torah when it's something that's unique and special, we see it already before in what Rashi said in Parshish Chayasara. When the Torah reviews all the details that happened to Eliezer when he went to bring Rivka, Chazet said the Torah Ibn Nachamal in sein Detzelnes from Mishpachas Rivka. 
So Eliezer tells the story of what happened, how he came and how he met Rivka. The Torah repeats all the details of what happened. Is Rashi Mazber, Adas is Mitzad Chaviv is from So Rashi there essentially says that it's because of how important and how beloved the story is. But in Omer Rabacha, Rabacha says, Yofe, Sichosan shall Avdi Ovis Lefnea Mokim, Miterosan shall Bonim. It's more beautiful by the Yevishta, the story of Eliezer, which was from the Avdi Ovis, a servant by Avram Avinu, more even than the Tere of the Eden and the children. Shaharei, Pasha Shaliyazer, Kfula Bateira. This story of Eliezer is repeated twice in Teira. Many very important things in Teira are only hinted to. So we see how important the story of Avdi Yavis is. So Rashi already showed us this point. When, when something is very beloved and something is very special, the Teira repeats it again. Although there is nothing new here. So it's understood that the same applies over here when it comes to the Mishkan, which was something so, in, so general, so central to Yidin, and so important and so beloved, as the Rebbe explained before. However, if we're basing the Pshat over here, on what Rashi said before regarding Avdei Bateyavis. So the question though is, can we really learn out from there? From the Pirish Rashi, is L'chayra Mochach Fakert. From what Rashi explains there, it would seem that the contrary is true. That, that it's to, to the contrary. As the Tam is Nitzayach bin Yeneinu. The reason said over there does not apply here. Yofes Yichoson shall Avdei Yavis Miteroson shall Bonim. Isn't the emphasis that the story of Avdei Yavis is greater and more beautiful than the mitzvahs that it says later in the Torah. So doesn't it simply mean, as by Teiros and Shalbanim, that by the Torah, given to the Eden later after Matan Teiros, we don't find this type of Chavivos that we find by Eliezer. That it should be reviewed again and again, like it was by Avde Yavis. So if so, we can't apply what Rashi explains there regarding the repetition of Avdi Avis to over here after Matan Teda regarding the Mishkan Vakelov that the Teda repeats again and again because isn't Rashi pointing out that this is something which is unique regarding Avdi Avis in contrast to Teda Shalbanim. So the beer and them, the answer is not we're misunderstanding what Rashi is saying. The kavana from the maimah was Rashi brings yofis yichasun shalav deyavis miterasun shalbanim. What is the pshat when Rashi says that the story of Avdei Yavis is more beautiful than terasun shalbanim? Is not to madgish zayin the miyisrayin from Avdei Yavis oiv banim. The main point here is not the contrast of the Avdei Yavis of Eliezer being an eved Avram to the children to the Yidden later. That he, Eliezer Eved Avram, has an advantage and is on a greater level, to some, in, in some sense, more than Yidin. That's not the point. Rather, the main focus and the main thing we're emphasizing over here is that sometimes there's an advantage and more of a love for Sicha, for the story that it says in Teireh, than the actual mitzvahs of the Teireh. So we're really contrasting Sicha to Teireh. That's the main emphasis. And what is really Sikha? When we say here that we're contrasting Sikha to Teira, aren't they both in the Teira? They're both part of Teira. So what really is the difference between Sikha and Teira? The Chilak Tzvishin Zei Kipshuta is 
The difference between the two very simply is Taita meant the, the meaning of Taita when we use this term in contrast to Sicha, Hoiroes, Tsivuyim, Vidinim, instruction, commands, and the halachas. Was the Rebishrat ongezogt, was umvitzutan, exactly what and how to fulfill mitzvahs. That's the term Taita. Sicha meant, so in this sense, when we, when we use the term Sicha in contrast to Taita, so what is this referring to? Adibur, something that's being said in Teireh. It's also part of Teireh, but it's something which was begolu. Yubibshuta is his nitkein sivivohira. Looking at it, in what, it's, what it says, simply in revealed sense, it's not a command. It's not a halacha. Not a sipur versus metayra, matziv. It's just a story being related about whatever incident happened. A pasirung, a pu'ula, Any story or any activity that takes place that the Teireh relates. That's the sicha of Teireh. So within Teireh itself, there are these two aspects of Teireh. There are the halachas of Teireh and the stories of Teireh. So the story about Eliezer Eved Avram, that Eliezer Eved Avram speaks about what happened to him, where he came from, and what happened, how quickly he was able to come, and how he immediately met Rivka, and so on. This is all Sicha in Teira. This is the story that Eliezer is speaking about in Teira. So that is the Chiddush over here that Rashi is saying, that sometimes the story aspects of Teira has an advantage over the mitzvahs and the halachas of Teira. So now that Rebbe will explain, even though it does say Avdei Ovis, in contrast to Teiras and Shalbanim, but here, here is how you have to read this Rashi. Is there Maimem Madgesh di Mailof and Sicha? This statement of Rav Ache is coming to emphasize the advantage that there is to the Sicha, to the story aspect of Teireh. As the Sicha, the stories, even if it's a story only from a servant from the Ovis. In other words, the Avde Ovis being said here is saying, even if it's only a story from the, the servants of the Ovis, is more beautiful than the Teireh, even if that Teireh is the instructions and the mitzvahs of the Teireh to the Eden. So the term Avde Yavis and Teiras and Shalbanim is being used here just to emphasize the Chiddush of how far this goes, that the stories of Teireh has an advantage over the mitzvahs of the Teireh, even if it's a story from Avde Yavis, in contrast to mitzvahs that are even from Banim. But the main point here is that the stories of Teireh sometimes have a mile over the actual mitzvahs, where the mitzvahs are given beremes, and the stories can be repeated again and again. So we can understand how this applies, what Rashi says before on Parshish Chayisara, applies to the Parshish here. After the Sedris of Trum and Tetzave, so this same thing applies, our Parshish are considered to be Sicha. Even though it might seem that in Vayakal and Pekude, beginning of Vayakal, it's a command. Vayish is commanding Eden what to do and what to bring and how to build a Mishkom. But this will also be included in the section of Siche in Teireh. Why? Because over here, there's nothing new that the Teireh is telling us about what and the instructions what to do. And what's on the envelopment is not given that without the Teireh saying it, we wouldn't know this. The only point here is, we already know of the command that the Ebishter told Moshe. So over here, even though it seems to be also a mitzvah, but it's, it's just Moshe Rabbeinu repeating 
and, and the Torah telling us the story that Moshe Rabbeinu gave over that command to Yidin, the mitzvah to Yidin. And then how they actually went ahead and built the Mishkan Bepoyal. So therefore, Truma and Tetzave is just relating the story of the Mishkan. So since this is a story about the Mishkan, is this as as we pointed out before, the Mishkan is something that's so beloved as to leave them. And therefore the Torah reviews it, repeats it again and again with all of the details. So we can see how this is connected to the Rashi before. Rashi already answered this, Rashi already clarified this. In the name of Rav Acha, the same thing applies over here to the story of the Mishkan. Alpizez, move on. Rashi We can now understand why Rashi, when he quotes this idea, that sometimes the stories of Teireh are more beloved than the mitzvahs of Teireh. So Rashi brings also the one that said this, Rabbacha. Rashi only brings the name of the one that says the Pshat, if it adds a clarification, an understanding in the Pshat that he says. By bringing the name of Rabbacha, this clarifies the content of what Rabbach was saying, that it's more beautiful, the Sikha of Avde Yavis. And we can see, based on the one that said this, as the Rebbe will soon explain, as the Avgoshe is Nitendem Yisrin, from the Avde Yavis, Lagabi Bonim, we're not trying primarily to contrast Avde Yavis to Bonim, that Avde Yavis have an advantage over Bonim, not in the Mailufun Sikha. What we're contrasting here is we're expressing that there's an advantage in the stories of Teireh, in the Sicha of Teireh, more than the Teireh of Teireh, the Tzivuyim of the Teireh. That's the main emphasis. As we'll see, Rab Ach is the one that spoke about this distinction. On their time, and therefore it's possible that there should be an advantage in the stories of Teireh more than the Teireh itself. And in other words, more than the Tzivuyim and the Mitzvahs, the Halachas of the Teireh. So where do we see that Rav Acha makes this kind of a distinction between Siche in Teire and the Teire in Teire? In the Sechte Yume Vert Gebracht the Breise. There's a Breise brought in the Gemara, Ton Rabbanon Vidibarta Bom. So what do we learn out from this? Bom Veloi Bitfila. In Teire and not in Tfila. Rashi there explains it means that when you learn Teire, you have to learn and say the words loud. But when you daven, daven Shmei Nesra, you daven Balachash. You daven the silent Shmei Nesra. Vidibarta Bom. So another drasha we learn out from Vidibar Tabam that it's the words of Teireh that you have permission to speak and not to speak other words which simply would refer to Dvarim Betelim pointless words or Rashi there actually says it refers to Sichas Ayaladim, Kalis Reish idle chatter and things that are just frivolous talk and things that are not necessary to speak so that's what we learn out from Vidibar Tabam Ayid as a Constant mitzvah always to use his time to learn Torah, not to speak other silly things. Then the Brayse continues. Rabbi says, What does Vidibar Tabam mean? So make your learning of Torah to be permanent, something that you do permanently and focus on. And your learning of Torah shouldn't be this uh, temporary exercise. So Rabbi has a different pshat, a different. Uh, Interpretation of what you learn out from Vidibar Tabam. 
So it, it may seem that Rabache is just saying a different pshat, and he's not at all relating to what the Tanakhama and this Braise said. However, as the Rebbe here will explain, the words of Rabache are being brought after the drush of the Tanakhama. So it seems like Rabache is arguing. Rabache comes and argues and has a different pshat in Vidibartabam. He disagrees with the first pshat that the Tanakhama says. So the Rebbe will address that over here. Vaslachayre, from them was Rabache zokt. Nor the Chiyov on the Shlila. The Negeya Divritaira, Ravacha says that the Drosha from Vidibar Tabam is just coming to say the obligation or the positive and the negative regarding your attitude. When you learn Taira, Asei Oisan Kvaval Tasimara, that it should be permanent and not temporary. And he doesn't interpret Vidibar Tabam to come to negate any Dvaram Acherim that you should not speak Dvaram Acherim. The as the Tanakama, which he seems to be arguing with, is saying, Farden, comes to tell me, speak words at Teire. You have a constant obligation to always use your time for speaking Teire and not other idle chatter. Ravacha doesn't interpret it that way. Ravacha says, No, the Teire is just coming to tell you the attitude you should have when you learn. Is mashma. So it seems as by Dvarim Acherim is Loit Ravacha Nitchal Dishlila. When it comes to other things, speaking other things outside of Teireh, so he disagrees with the Tanakama, and we don't negate that. We can't learn out, we do not learn out from Vidibar Tabam to negate any other speech, Dvaram Achedim. Ober, but if so, the question is, Tziden Kemzogm, as Ladas Rabache is Doa Heter, of Dvaram Achedim, Betelim, according to Rabache, if a person has time to learn Teireh, he can use his time for other things, to not learn, to, not to speak words of Teireh, and just to go speak Dvarim Acherim Betelim, just to speak idle chatter, other words that are not words of Teireh. How could we say that Rav Ache is arguing with what the Tanakhama says? Why is he bringing a different Russia that only focuses on the attitude of that you should have when you learn? And he, he seemingly disagrees with the Drasha of the Tanakhama that negates, that says Vidibar Tabam simply means to negate, speak words of Teireh constantly and not anything else. So based on this, the Rebbe shows us an, an original thing, an original pshat over here, to what Rabache is saying, and we can, we'll, we'll see over here, in the words of Rabache, the distinction between Teireh and Sicha. All within Teireh itself, there is the Teireh section of Teireh, the, the mitzvahs of the Teireh, and the Sicha, the stories of the Teireh. So now there be in them is the, the explanation for Rabache is saying, why Rabache does not want to exclude Dvarim Acherim, Ravache is madgish as benigei ledivrei teira. When it comes to learning teira, is achiyuv tmidi ubehechlet as is darzain vidibar tabam unkva onit aray. As far as learning teira is concerned, so here there's an, a constant obligation to learn teira, and it's absolute that you always should be learning teira, and your attitude in learning should be that it's 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 permanent and not just something that you're doing temporarily. However, as far as excluding Dvarim Acherim, Dvarim Acherim cannot be completely negated. When you say Dvarim Acherim, Dvarim Acherim is a very broad expression. What's included in Dvarim Acherim? There's all, there's all kinds of things that go into Dvarim Acherim. Rashi says Dvarim Acherim would include Sichas Ayaladim and Kalos Reish. Dvarim Acherim could be Dvarim Betelim. But Dvarim Acherim could also mean Things within Teireh itself that are not the mitzvahs of the Teireh, that are not, that's not the Teireh of the Teireh. That's also part of Dvarim Acherim. So again, Abba B'negeyeh Dvarim Acherim, Kemen Zeyn Etshelo Zayn Behechlet, 
that cannot be excluded completely. There are included in the expression of in contrast to Teire, is Sicha, the Sicha section of Teire, the stories of the Teire. So when the Pasuk here is saying, What is that referring to? The mitzvah to learn Teire constantly refers to not just learning the stories of Teire, but to learn the mitzvahs and the halachas of the Teire. Later on in the Sikh in Ara 36, the Rebbe quotes from the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch that you see the Alter Rebbe teaches it this way. Vidibartabam refers to learning the halachas, the Tayag mitzvahs of the Teireh. So anything, with, even within Teireh itself, which is not part of the mitzvahs of the Teireh, is included in Dvarim Acherim. So the stories of Teireh is also Dvarim Acherim. So that cannot be negated completely. So therefore Rav does not say, like the Tanakhama, that we negate that. Dvarim acherim betelim is the snit. So the stories of the Teireh are not dvarim betelim. You can't say that it's like idle chatter. So zabereich nit Teireh. But it's also not Teireh. In what sense of Teireh this haste? Does it nit ken heiroist tzivuyim vidinim v'cholashayichim l'zeh? It's not the mitzvahs of the Teireh, the instructions, the halachas of the Teireh. Nor diburim, besipurim, it's the stories of the Teireh. Vinyani yasayiros, the things in Teireh that will awaken you to serve and connect to the Eivishter. Okay, so therefore we can see over here that Rab Ache is the one that makes a distinction between the Teireh and Sicha within Teireh itself. Which Lechayre would mean that this is the argument here between the Tanakama and Rab Ache. The Tanakama holds when it says which refers to Teireh, it refers to all parts of Teireh. The mitzvahs of the Teireh, the stories of the Teireh, it's all together in one category. And therefore, when the Tanakhama negates Dvarim Acherim, he's referring to Dvarim Betelim, or to Sichis Hayalodim and Kalas Reishas, Rashi says. So therefore, that is totally excluded. On the other hand, Rav though, says, no, we can't exclude Dvarim Acherim, because really, when it says Vidibar Tabam, it's not referring to the stories of Teireh. Vidibar Tabam only refers to the Tariag Mitzvahs of the Teireh, to learn about the Mitzvahs. So when you want to exclude Dvarim Acherim, how could you say Beloy Dvarim Acherim that you shouldn't learn any time the stories of Teireh? You can't say that. Of course, there's also times that you should be learning the stories of Teireh as well. So since the Sicha within Teireh itself is another category in Teireh, so therefore there's something that's beautiful about that, and that's not negated, and sometimes you have to learn the stories of Teireh as well, and there's actually sometimes even an advantage to those stories even more than the mitzvahs of Teireh. And however, even though both the Teireh the mitzvahs of Teireh, and the sicha of Teireh are both part of Teireh, from Desvegen, nevertheless, is dafki benegei Teireh, regarding the mitzvahs of the Teireh, that tzivui aseyo yisunkvav al that that should be your main occupation, your main permanent occupation, as far as learning Teireh, should be not in the stories of Teireh, but in the mitzvahs, and learning the tariag mitzvahs of the Teireh. But a message self-sustending, it's self-understood. Oich para ben chomish, even for a child, as man muz alamol gedenken, or be mele chazaren, and redden, and learnen, the heroes, the vreteire, was man muz ton, and was man ton nit ton, and as a weiter. The actual mitzvahs of the Tariag mitzvahs is much more important to constantly learn and review to know the mitzvahs of the Tayre. And regarding that, Rab Ache is saying, I say oison kva, val tasim aray. He was referring specifically to the mitzvahs of the Tayre. But, of course, from time to time, a person should also be learning the stories of the Teireh, the Hisairos, the Nisipurim, then that bring Hisairos and Teireh. That's also a part of Teireh, but it's, a, it's another category in Teireh, though. 
So here is where we see that Rav Ache makes this distinction, and therefore Rashi quotes by name Rav Ache, and now we can understand that what Rashi says in Parshish Chayisada, his main point was to distinguish between the Siche and Teire in Teire, and therefore that applies to the Parshish of Truma and Tetzaveh, and then the Bayako, Pekudei, uh, as well. The explanation of this in Alpichsidus. In the Tzvei Sedris, if we look at these two parshies of Vayakal and Pekudei, where it repeats the details of the Mishkan and the Kalims, and in that Tzvei Nekudis Klolius, there are two general points that are made here in the repetition. Aleph number one, the Nidivus Alei from the Yidin, the generosity that Yidin gave with a full heart. They brought, and with tremendous alacrity, everything necessary with a generous heart. It was necessary to announce, not to bring more, and it was more than enough. So that's the Nediva Salev of the Eden. And Beis, as the Chachme Lev of the Kaying of Ensivia Kodesh Baruch the fulfillment of the mitzvah, on Geton Malachas Hamishkan, the Kalev, all the details. Building the Mishkan and the Kalev is a lot of very meticulous details that you have to pay attention to, and they fulfilled everything precisely. Kechol HaShetziva Hashem Es Moshe, the Rebbe asked, Kechol HaShetziva Hashem, on Vyas's Tziva Hashem Es Moshe, meaning the way the Eibishter really told Moshe Rabbeinu originally, that the Mishkan should be done first and then the Kalim. We can see these two points, how they come together. When Yidin came and brought the Nedavas of the Mishkan, is given the Kiyom Matzivoy. Yidin came and they brought every single detail, all the materials, exactly what they were commanded, like an Eved that's told to do something. The Yidin came and brought everything exactly for Nebishim. And it also says, as we mentioned before, they brought with heart. So we also see that they brought with heart. So even though if you look in general, regarding Yidin, the Torah emphasizes the fact that they brought with Nadivas Halev, with a generous heart. And by the Chachmei Lev, the Torah emphasizes exactly all the details, how everything was built with every single measurement, precisely how they were commanded. But these two details come together. The Yidin fulfilled in action every single detail as commanded, and also with heart, with the Nidva Salev. And the Chachmei Lev that built the Mishkan, also what they did, in precisely what they were told, was also done with heart, with Nesai Libai. So those are the two details that we see over here. The fulfillment exactly, like an Eved, and being done with the lave, with heart. So here the Rebbe will point out that what Rashi says in Parshish Chayisara, that applies to this week's parasha. Even though the Rebbe before explained Ba'ariches, that the comparison from what Rashi says there to this week's parasha is as far as the difference between Siche versus Teireh but not the distinction between Avde Yavis and the Teiros and Shalbanim. However, we can see how both the point of Siche and the point of Avde Yavis, Avde, does apply also in this week's parasha as well. Siche, the expression of Siche, is verbunden mit Leib, is related to the heart of the Yid. Varim Siche is dachterinian hat Siche is an expression used in Teiros many times for davening. 
And Tfil is the Chavedish Belev. Davening is the Aveda of the heart. So therefore the Sikha here refers to the fact that this is a story about the heart of the Yidin, what they gave with a generous heart. And Eved, Avdeyavis, Eved is Mad Gishterinyu from Kiyama Mitzvahs, a servant that serves, he's obedient, he fulfills exactly what he's, to, what he's told to do. That's what an Eved is. And that's the unique thing that you see of it. This is a major project, building the Mishkan with all the details. A lot goes into it, and they fulfilled everything precisely how they were told. Those are the two details that the Torah says here. Nidva sa Mishkan, Diva sa the generous heart of Yidin, which is Inyan Hasiche. That's the Sicha, uh, meaning not only a story, like the Rebbe said before, this is the story of the Mishkan, but it's also the heart of the Eden in building the Mishkan. On the Kiyam Matzivi from Mishkan, and the Torah goes through in detail how they actually fulfilled every detail, which is Evet, to show and to express the fact that Yidin fulfilled exactly what they were told. Those two details, the Evet and the Lev, the Sicha and the Avdeyav, is similar to the expression that Rashi uses in Parshish Chayasada. These two things, the heart and the fulfillment, precisely in the details, have to come together. As the Rebbe said before, these two things come together, so these two things have to be blended together. Meaning, as the Kiyoma mitzvahs, Inyana Eved, when you're doing something, a mitzvah, and you're focusing on the details, so you may get very caught up with the technical aspect of the mitzvah, the actual halacha of how to fulfill the mitzvah. But this itself as well, it has to be infused with heart, it has to be infused with your heart that you put into the mitzvah. That's on one hand. And also on the other hand, on the nidiva saleiv, and the heart that you have, the excitement and your heart that you have in the mitzvah, it shouldn't just be your feeling and your excitement that you're doing the Eibush's mitzvah, but you should actually, you should sense that it's not me, my feeling, but I'm fulfilling the Eibush's mitzvah. And every single detail that he wants has to be done precisely the way he said so. So that's the inclusion of the two details here that we see in the parsha the Nedivus Halev of the Yidin, and also the Kechol HaShetziva Hashem Esmeisha, that the Yidin fulfill exactly the mitzvah, the way the Eibishter said, and these two things come together here.